Well, hello, hello, everyone. So this is my first podcast for Pascal's Perspective, and I really wish it wasn't. I was working on a blog post about this topic. However, I couldn't really seem to put my thoughts and opinions into words. So I decided to start my first blog ca- podcast. No intro or nothing. But that's not the point today. In light of current events, I wanted to discuss my thoughts and feelings towards everything going on due to the murder of George Floyd. Police brutality and racial inequality scares the crap out of me. It scares me to my core that if the skin of my future children come out slightly dark, I will have to raise them a certain way. Not only will I have to have the conversations about drugs, alcohol, sex, same-sex marriage, etc., but I also have to have the conversations explained to them that they may be treated differently because of their skin tone. Or that if a police officer approaches them to not move and to listen to everything the officer has to say, or they might be killed. Or that things will come harder to them because they are considered different. I think this is what got, got to Dalton. That he, a white man of Scottish and Italian descent, who has always been an ally, might have to experience inequality firsthand because of our future children. And let me tell you, I know that if or when we have to experience it with our children, we will not be going at it peacefully. If you are either late to the party or don't use social media, I'll give you a quick recap. On May 25th, George Floyd, an African-American man, was killed in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Floyd was accused of using a counterfeit $20 bill, which led to a phone call to the police. While Floyd was handcuffed and lying face down on a city street during arrest, Derek Chauvin, a white American Minneapolis police officer, kept his knee on Floyd's neck while he repeatedly sang, Please, I can't breathe, Mama, and don't kill me. Derek Chauvin stayed on his neck until he was unresponsive. The reason why almost everyone has seen or heard of this horrific event is because a bystander was able to record the whole event and post on social media for the public to see. And let me tell you, just because you're not seeing this everywhere doesn't mean it's not happening. It's just finally being recorded. After George Floyd's murder, it was announced that all four officers involved in the murder, including Derek Chauvin, were on a leave of absence. Later, it was announced that they were fired. Currently, Derek Chauvin has been charged with third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter. Third-degree is defined as killing someone unintentionally. Derek Chauvin also has at least 17 complaints in his two decades with the department. So why is third degree not okay? Because I have a hard time believing with 17 complaints that he has done this unintentionally. So if he's been arrested and charged, why are there still protests? Well, third degree murder is not enough. And if history repeats itself, he will get away with it like many others. Now that you have been updated, George Floyd's murder has resulted in protests worldwide, some violent and some peaceful, but either is okay. Why? Because oppressed people have peacefully protested many times and nothing has changed. I've watched my indigenous people peacefully protest by singing and drumming to watch law enforcement push them, threaten them, and arrest them for protecting the land they own. We have watched far too many peaceful protests of police brutality and racial inequality for nothing to happen. We have had enough. For those saying to stop bad protesting, how about stop murdering black people? And you, if you mention that you don't like what's going on, but you don't think looting is the way to go at it, don't be vocal about the looting if you're going to stay quiet about the murder. 
I'd like to mention that for the purpose of this podcast, I will be mainly discussing Black people, even though many people of color are oppressed. I have always been an advocate of peaceful protests, but I also believe that if you put a message across in a passive way and it's not understood, you have to do it more harshly, which is what is happening currently. I'm going to give you a little perspective into my life. I am a biracial woman. I identify myself as a black woman and as an indigenous woman. Yes, I am white as well. But if someone is going to ask me why my skin is a lighter shade, I'm going to say it's because of my Scottish roots, not because I'm white. I have been on both ends of the spectrum. I have been treated better than black friends or black family because I have a lighter skin tone. But I've also been treated badly compared to my white friends and white family because of my darker skin tone. Being in the middle always confused me. However, my solution is to acknowledge and understand the privileges I have because I am biracial and I stand with my black culture, my black family, and my black friends. I have dealt with racial inequality, but not to the extent of some of my friends, family members, or anyone else in the black community. But that doesn't mean I don't stand with them or that my inequalities are less than theirs. We stand together. I know that when I go to a store and if there's a there are majority black people, I'll often get overlooked because I'm lighter. Or if I go into a store with majority white people, I'll probably get followed by security or undercover security. I know that because my name doesn't sound black, I'm likely to get an interview much easily. I know that because I'm a jumble of different cultures, I'm usually the diversity checkbox in the workplace. I know that if I get pulled over, my first worry is if I'm going to end up on a list with other murdered black people or if I'm going to be a missing and murdered Indigenous woman. I know that if I raise my voice to advocate, I won't sound like an advocate. I'll sound like an angry Black woman. I know that every time I hear, you speak very white, I love your hair, I'm almost as tan as you. Where are you originally from? I cringe. Acknowledging your white privilege isn't a bad thing. It just means you are aware of the privilege you have just by being white. In the last couple days, I've been able to see the true colors of a lot of people. For those that are sharing posts about donations, um, petitions, quotes, anything, thank you for sharing a post. It shows me that you aren't oblivious and that you are an ally. If you do more, thank you. But if you don't post anything, share anything, say anything, or do anything, you are a part of the problem because you think this is okay. And unfortunately, yes. I look down on you and question if I have to worry about my own safety around you. But don't worry, I see you doing nothing and I will remember that. Don't support black people and black culture when it's convenient for your Spotify playlist or new hairstyle. And then don't support us when it doesn't directly affect you. If you want to be an ally, listen to what we have to say. Acknowledge your privilege. Educate yourself. Don't act surprised that this is still going on in this day and age? Ask if you don't know something or understand something. And please don't preach color blindness and all lives matter. Because if all lives mattered, we wouldn't be in this situation. If you have questions or need help, ask me. I will gladly help you because educating is my passion and I will help you understand. Well, I don't think I've even said everything I've wanted to say, but I think I'm good for now. I'll leave this with be an ally and participate in Blackout Tuesday today. Black lives matter.
Thanks for listening. And if you want to check out my blog, I will be making a post regarding how to be an ally and to make a difference. Thank you.